Dear listener, welcome to episode four of the Low Effort Podcast. My name is Matt Brayman, and I'm here to provide you with as much entertainment as possible with as little investment on my part as I can get away with. In this episode, we will be discussing how to get a sunburn and vitamin D deficiency at the same time. Also, the magical moments in parking lots and beard care. In the last episode, during the intro, I mentioned the Never Rad Miscellany, a live science fiction audio drama that I'm a writer for. I mentioned our next upcoming show as being March 3rd, and it's actually on March 2nd, so I hope you didn't show up on March 3rd. In any case, enjoy this episode, and have a great day. Love, Matt. Low Effort Podcast. The sun, the source of all life on this planet. It provides us with light and warmth and skin cancer. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a beautiful place, but it is also very sunny, which is an advantage in a lot of ways, but a disadvantage in some others. I try to avoid sunburns by staying indoors. And that's pretty much the only way to avoid sunburns for me because my skin is so fair, I do not tan at all. I burn. I burn real bad. And then after the burn clears up, I have a new couple of freckles. And that's pretty much it. So I stay indoors, get a vitamin D deficiency, so I take some vitamin D. And then when we leave the house, I put on a lot of sunscreen, usually if I remember. Uh, I don't like sunscreen at all. I don't like the way it smells and feels on my skin, especially the way it feels on my skin. I guess I don't mind the smell that much because it kind of reminds me of field trips. I sort of have that sense memory of like going to the zoo when I was a kid. So that's, the smell's not actually what bothers me. It's the oily, greasy skin thing. I hate that kind of feeling, but I do put it on when I'm going to be out and about and I still get sunburned. So in order to kind of try to dress the part I look at what people who work outdoors wear here. We have a lot of Latinos that live and Latinas that live in Arizona. I say Latinos, though, because most of the guys that you see out working on roofs and landscaping and stuff are, are it's pretty much men, mostly Hispanic men. And they have a lot more melanin than I do, so they're probably a lot less likely to burn. But they're smart enough to cover up that skin. It's kind of hilarious. White people go out and they wear like khaki shorts and flip-flops and little short sleeves. And then they get all sunburnt. And people of the sun go out there and they have big-ass hats and long sleeves and long pants and shoes or boots. And that's the way to do it. That's how you got to do it. You got to stay covered up. So that's what I do. And really, if I could, if I, you know, I would stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> but I would... I would totally dress like some kind of some kind of anime ninja samurai character with one of those big round pointy straw hats that I pull down over my face and have like a big sword for no reason. I mean, I guess self-defense, right? If everyone here carries a gun, why not a sword? Well, I suppose a sword in a gunfight would not be super helpful, as the saying goes. We actually had a ninja here for a while called the Light Rail Ninja, 
And this was a guy who would ride the light rail train around or stand around on the light rail platforms. And he carried a samurai-type sword, katana sword. And I believe he saved someone from a mugging one time. I don't know. I might look that up. Light rail ninja. Phoenix. This was years ago. But I can't really wear the big long cloaky thing and the big straw hat, per se. So I have a different kind of big straw hat that I wear. And I noticed that that's not really cool for guys. At best, guys wear maybe like a fedora hat. And fedora's never really cool. Somebody you get that, what's it called, Panama hat, if you can pull it off. But it's not, nothing fashionable is ever good for you. Fashionable shoes hurt to wear every time. The tighter your pants are, the more fashionable they are, to a point, I suppose. And this was really driven home when I worked on a movie years ago called Transamerica. This was a film that shot in, it was starring Felicity Huffman and Kevin Zegers. And it was a pretty cool movie. Uh, it shot in, uh, around all around the valley, some in Paradise Valley and in uh, Prescott Valley. And most of the crew came from New York City. And... I showed up, we were shooting outdoors all day, and I had this hiking belt thing. It's kind of like a fanny pack, like a big fanny pack that I put sunscreen and bandanas and what, I don't remember what all in there. And it also had spots for two water bottles. So I had two water bottles in this big hiking belt thing, and I had my big straw hat on, and these... New York guys get out of their vehicle and they got the tight jeans and the leather boots and the leather jackets and the slick back hair and they looked looked at me and kind of made fun of me and uh, then a couple hours later when the sun was beaten down nobody was laughing except me privately to myself in sort of a what's that called the Schadenfreude. But all in all, they were actually way cooler than me, and it's it's all good, though, because now they're doing something that I don't know what they're doing, but I'm doing the low-effort podcast, and I am okay with that. So the lesson is prepare for the sun and take care of yourself and don't hate on other people for what they wear, but fashionable clothing is dumb. Okay, I love you. Bye. Low Effort Podcast. Welcome back to part two of episode four of the Low Effort Podcast. I am podcasting to you from Truck Car Studios on the used Samsung Galaxy S6 with the cracked screen. If anybody wants to sponsor me, I do accept cars and phones and money. Just hit me up, mattbrayman42 at gmail.com. I'm in the parking lot of Blake Manor, the place where I live. We call it Blake Manor because the combined name of myself and the beautiful Chandra Lakin, since I'm Brayman, she's Lakin, we are the Blakemans. And the wonderful residence that we call home is Blake Manor. And outside Blake Manor, there's a parking lot. And in that parking lot is truck car. And in truck car is me 
creating this podcast in this moment for you right now. And it's a beautiful moment because it is raining in Phoenix, which is rare and wonderful, except for the fact that it floods all kinds of streets and places around the city all the time. Nobody's prepared for it when it happens. So here we are. But it is nice to sit and look out at the rain and the cloudy skies. And parking lots are a special place for me. I think parking lots are underrated. They get a bad rap. Usually people think of parking lots, they think of either the parking lot's too crowded and they can't find a parking spot and that's frustrating. People get angry. There are a lot of bad drivers in parking lots. They think of the urban blight and the uh, that they paved paradise and put, a, put up a parking lot. It's Joni Mitchell's awesome song talks about. But in the urban jungle, the parking lot is the last open meadow. And so here I sit in this meadow thinking about the other parking lots that have had a huge impact in my life. One of which is the parking garage outside the Arizona Center Theater. I believe it's an AMC theater downtown at the top of that parking garage. During the sunset is when I proposed to the beautiful Chandra Lakin and I put the ring on the wrong finger. But she said yes. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's the best thing. And then we went to see the movie uh, Cabin in the Woods by Joss Whedon. Excellent movie. Funny. Scary. Little bit uh, social commentary. Fourth wall breaking. But it's still really fun. Kind of in the Joss Whedon style. So check it out. Cabin in the Woods. And I was in a parking lot last night. The weather was nice though. It wasn't raining. It was cool. I was in the parking lot of the Duck and Decanter sandwich shop that I've mentioned before because that's the location where myself and the writers of the Never Rad Miscellany get together and create this interesting show, the Never Rad Miscellany, neverrad.com, upcoming show March 2nd at the Rebel Lounge. Get your tickets online or talk to one of us in person. It's a great place to write, and it's a great place to stand in the parking lot and talk. And that's the funny thing about when you have a good creative team, you just enjoy hanging out with each other. You have fun, and if you could stay on task long enough to finish the scripts and give them to the actors, you can make a show. It's great. And sometimes you just stand around in the parking lot talking afterwards. And I happen to have a guitar because this coming episode features a performance by a character of mine, Zarth Wormholes, a space country music singer. And so I brought a guitar to the rehearsal writing meeting and played a song for the show. And as we stood and hung out in the parking lot, I was playing the guitar. And it was kind of interesting how me idly strumming a couple chords underneath our conversation made everything sound like a joke that you would hear in a Zach Galifianakis or Nick Thune stand-up routine. It was a lot of fun. And it made me realize that I could play guitar forever. It's sort of a like a fidget spinner to me, in a sense. I just love it. I love playing songs. I kind of know parts of probably hundreds of songs. I don't even know. I haven't written them all down. I know I can play about a three-hour show, typically, and I've got about an hour and a half worth of original tunes. But I love to just stand there and play 
and it was a lot of fun. It was hard to stop. It was hard to leave. And it kind of reminds me of this conference that I worked at. I used to work for a company where I recorded lectures by psychotherapists and psychologists, and it was kind of stressful, especially the conferences, because I would work really hard and get free drinks from the hotel, and I would pretty much always overdo it with the free drinks. And one night I blacked out. I was hanging out playing cards against humanity, and I had my guitar there and was drinking a lot with the other members of the company, and when I woke up the next day in a horrible, horrible physical situation, I realized that I blacked out and I talked to the other people and I was like, oh man, did I do anything embarrassing? And they said, no, you just sat there and played guitar all night, just song after song after song. And I said, was I any good? And they were like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. So (laughs) they seemed sincere. I don't think they were lying to me. Hopefully it was okay. That's just who I am, though. So I'm okay with it. I enjoy it. And I hope I get to share it with you sometime. I appreciate you listening to this segment of the Low Effort Podcast. So thanks. I love you. Bye. Low Effort Podcast. Welcome back to the Low Effort Podcast. This segment, number 4.3, coming at you from Blake Manor Studios through the cracked screen of the used Samsung Galaxy S6. Sponsorship deals available. I accept phones, houses, money, compliments, insults, knock-knock jokes. Send them all to mattbrayman42 at gmail.com. Right now, I want to talk about beards. They're so hot right now. You can have a big beard, and it's okay. People definitely are still into the shaving thing. Old school shaving, razors, and whatnot. Very popular as well. But I've gotten a lot of compliments on my beard lately. And for a while now, actually. If you haven't seen me, you can check me out. Pod on Instagram. L-O-F-O-P-O-D. I got a big red beard. And it's kind of weird getting compliments on it. Because I didn't choose to do it other than to not shave. That's actually easier for me to have a beard than it is to shave. So it's silly that people give me a compliment because it's just genetics and me not enjoying shaving. And so, hence, beard. But I'm really, really glad that people like it and that it's in style because not only do I hate shaving, but I do not look good without a beard. I do not have a very strong jaw, and my skin is terrible. If I shave, no matter how much uh, the most high-quality shaving products I use, I break out, and my skin just is not... It's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. So I grow this beard, and it wasn't always the full, lush ginger beard that I have now until I, w- I want to say from like 18 to maybe 23 or 24, all I could grow was a neck beard. And when I was, oh, I think I was like 19, I went to San Diego and I ran into these hippies on the beach. I'd, I had kind of shaved, hated shaving, but I just, that was what 
I did. And then, uh, but it, cause I didn't look good. I shaved because I, I had this patchy beard that I didn't like, but I went to San Diego and I met these, these young hippies on the beach and we hung out and we played djembe drums where I fell in love with hand drums cause they had this drum that just sounded amazing. And they were so nice, really sweet people. And I think I was on acid too. So I don't know exactly how much of this is real or, or what I made up or maybe why I enjoyed it more than I would have otherwise. But it was a magical moment for me. And it made me want to grow a beard. I was like, these people are great. I want to be more like these people. Sign me up for a beard and a djembe drum immediately. So I grew my terrible little neck beard out. And no matter how many people made fun of me, I think my friends were too nice to make fun of me and which I don't know if that's nice. If your friend looks real bad, you should probably tell them. I think that's kind of nice, but nobody said it looked bad uh, except people that I didn't like. There was a guy that I worked with at Barrow's Pizza and he called me Neckbeard and this was before Neckbeard was a thing uh, online as far as I know. I mean, there just wasn't a whole lot of online at the time. And so I get hurt my feelings, but it didn't make me shave. And eventually I did get a full beard in, and now I get my hair and beard cut about once every two months, probably. So I have this giant beard. And for some reason, people like it. And so I think that's a good thing. And if you're listening to this and you also have a beard and you're not sure how to care for your beard, and you want some advice how to get rid of that beard dandruff, uh, it, two real crucial things, and that's a, a wide-tooth comb, comb it out, and coconut oil. Just a little bit of coconut oil. Rub that between your hands, warm it up, massage it into your beard, and you're good to go. So I guess, I mean, I guess I do deserve a little bit of a compliment for that, for binder effort in self-care, if that counts. Self-beard care. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. Talking about beards. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. I love you.